All Investment Group and its staff. Coal Investment Group is a registered investment advisor. Call 262-522-4040. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialists. Good morning and welcome this week's Retirement Clinic on WISN with Jeff Kowal. Jeff is hosting the program, and I'm Paul Cronforst, of course, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, the retirement specialist. How is that for an intro, Jeff? I love it, Paul. That's true, too. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. It, it, always a pleasure to have you on the program. we got a lot to cover today. I'll start with your website, thekowalway.com. And I mentioned you're the retirement specialist. It's your niche. It's what you do, Jeff. Give us a, a little background along those lines. Well, what Kowal Investment Group is most known for is that we help clients grow and thrive in retirement without ever sacrificing their way of life that uh, they've worked so hard to build. So we work with people who are close to already in retirement with $750,000 or more in retirement assets. We care deeply about our clients. We address all areas of planning, the investments, the uh, taxes, state planning part of it, make sure it gets transferred to the right people. We address all areas of retirement planning. We want you to retire well and retire once. So that's our objective with the Cowal Investment Group for our dear clients. And, you know, this is the show. We just have a couple weeks left to take care of your end planning. Some of it might already be too late. You might not be able to do some of it, but uh, make sure that you give us a call at uh, 262-522-4040 or go to thecoalway.com if you have some questions about your end planning and things you can do before the calendar clicks over to January 1st. On today's show, Jeff, it's just it's just you and I in the program, but I do want to give kudos to you and your staff. And we hear Monday through Friday in the Mark Belling Show with those daily market reports. And then they also host the show along with you, your son, Aaron, the president, Joe Still. We've got uh, Aaron Spitzner, Marie McFarland, John White, uh, so many talented advisors. And you've added some locations, Jeff, recently Delafield. Talk about that. Yeah, Chauncey, Anthony, all the, the great team of people that we do the business reports on Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock news block and 5 o'clock news blocks on uh, Mark Belling's show. Our Delafield office is right in downtown Delafield, right off of the main street on Milwaukee. We've been there a couple months now. Clients seem to really like it a lot. It's a great location, right in the heart of Lake Country. We're happy to be there. To go with our other locations, the world headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, we have an office in Phoenix. And in Racine, so at the Delafield office is a great addition. In addition to that, yeah, you mentioned your other offices. You can always go to the com. K-O-W-A-L. So the website, thekowalway.com. Real quickly, Jeff, you mentioned something I don't know if I've ever heard. We've been doing this show since 2001 that you've uttered this line. We want you to retire once. Explain that. I love that line. <laughs> Well, uh, unfortunately, sometimes people retire in, when the market is high and then the market drops and they feel they have to go back to work. Sometimes they don't pr plan properly. Um, you know, they eyeball it and don't actually put a pen and pencil to it, pen to paper and say, you know, do I really have enough money to retire? So they walk away from work and then have to go back to work. We want to make sure that if you make a decision to retire, and that's a very important decision. And we've dealt with thousands of people in this. 
that if you if your objective is to retire once, that you go back to work because you want to, not because you have to. And that's our objective for our clients. Uh, big distinction, right? You have to go back to work. That's probably going to be a bummer. But, you know, you're, you're forced to via what you said, the opposite. I want to socialize. I want to take a part-time job, whatever that might be, just to you know, get out and be about, it's a big change of your life. Retirement planning. We don't always talk about numbers and your 401k plans. Jeff, you talk about life. You talk about, are you ready to retire? Because when that's a big life change, isn't it? And we ask some of the questions that you don't even think of. And again, it's because we're exposed to it every day with our clients. We, we work, we work with, uh, we've worked with thousands of people over the years on their retirement planning. And that's why I think people feel comfortable coming to us because we would know the questions to ask regarding taxes, regarding long-term care, regarding how long your money is going to last. We manage about one point over 1.1 billion of assets for our clients. So we're used to working with large numbers as well. And I think people feel a lot of confidence with that as well when they come to the Kowal Investment Group. Well, Jeff, you mentioned it uh, before. It's that time of the year. Today is December 16th. Everybody's thinking Christmas, planning their parties, their get-togethers, and the holiday. Of course, you've got a couple weeks left for the end of the year. That's important. A lot of things need to be done yet. So I'm going to turn this over to you because that's where we start today's show. Well, a lot of it can't be done because, as you mentioned, there are a couple holidays in between. So it could be that 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 if you want to try and get something done quickly, it could be done, but chances are it may not be done this year. A couple times a year, Paul, we have a backlog. You know, we used to do what's called a sexy segment. Now we call it the wealth management and preservation segment. So the that's for people with a million dollars or more. Typically what we do with those segments is – once you've accumulated some wealth, if you have a million, two million, five million, ten million dollars or more, how do you preserve it, grow it, take income from it, and pass it on to your heirs? Well, today is one of those days where um, there's such a backlog of things that are going on in the wealth preservation area and wealth management area that I figured we'd do a whole show with it. So I've got a number of things, and the first one I think is probably the scariest. Uh, it's the Supreme Court and the wealth tax. This last uh, Tuesday, um, the uh, Supreme Court was hearing oral arguments about a, a, a little-known kind of a stealthy tax. And you know that uh, mainstream media and the IRS is almost apoplectic about uh, what the Supreme Court ruling might do to them. Uh it, during the oral arguments, the Wall Street Journal article says you almost have to admire the big government legal lobby, <laughs> sensing a threat to their designs for a wealth tax. So you know, what what they're talking about doing, what, what they're trying to set a precedent on, you know there's income tax, you know there's capital gains taxes, but usually that's when you take some action. You take money out of an IRA, you have to pay taxes on that. You sell something, you have to pay capital gains on that. Well, they're trying to sneak through something, and they they tried to do this in 2017. Um, and I'll go give a little bit of background on it as well. But this is that somebody's challenging this. What what they're trying to do is say, okay, we can tax your wealth, even though you haven't made a decision on anything, you haven't sold anything, but just because your wealth might have gone up, we want to tax that. Uh, it's unprecedented, really. 
But uh, they have their sights set on this. The Supreme Court heard uh, oral arguments that could, uh, uh, oh, these are some of the headlines. Supreme Court will hear a case that could upend the current tax system. That was in Forbes, Washington Post, a Supreme Court tax case that could blow a hole in the federal budget. In other words, they're not going to get their money that they want. The real danger suggests that the justices will blow up the Constitution's limits on Congress's taxing power. So this was a, 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 an argument from 2017. The background is that in 2017, Congress imposed a one-time mandatory repatriation tax not reparations, it's repatriation. It's to pay for the transition to a territorial corporate system whereby U.S. corporations are taxed only on domestic income. Okay, so there, there's foreign companies, uh, American, sometimes they're American-controlled foreign companies, and they're trying to tax that. The problem is that they were taxing Charles and Kathleen Moore, and these are the people that are bringing a lawsuit against, and this is why there are arguments. So the background is in 2015, they invested in a friend's venture to distribute farm equipment to rural India. Really, Paul, this gets really interesting. Uh, the company reinvested their earnings. The Moors never received anything. So all they were trying to do is um, invest in this company, trying to get farm equipment, trying to help them develop the farming in India. They were nonetheless hit in 2018 with a $14,700 tax bill on $132,500 in income attributed to them based on their stake in the company. They never took any income out. All they did was invested in this company, but they're trying to get money because they say the value of the company went up and their share of that was $132,000. The framers, the, the people who set up the Constitution, enshrined this limitation on Congress's taxing authority to guard against partiality or oppression is what they called it. Um, Alexander Hamilton actually called it that. So now they're trying to, to the, the 16th Amendment says that you can tax incomes from whatever source derived. So you can get it from anywhere. So this is just really important, Paul, and, and the importance of this and why we're watching it we're hoping that you're watching that it is in, in president Biden's budget this year. He wants to tax 25% tax on depreciation of Americans assets right now. They're, they're calling it a billionaire tax, but it's for people with a hundred million dollars or more in wealth. So they want 25% of any gain. So if you lose money in a particular year, you don't get any money back. But when you have a gain, they want 25% of that gain, even though you didn't sell anything. Hmm. What could go wrong with that, Paul? What do you think? Well, I don't, I don't, lots of things, I guess, could go wrong. I, I just have this in a, every time I hear this, they want to punish successful, wealthy people. That's a great observation. Excellent observation for one. Yeah. For two yeah. is that even taxing 25% of people with $100 million or more, it's not going to be enough revenue. So then they're going to say, Okay, we already set this precedent that we can take 25% tax on appreciation. 100 million is enough, so we're going to reduce it to 50 million. We're going to reduce it to 5 million. We're going to reduce it to anybody who has any appreciation at all because we have the authority to do that. Now that we can tax wealth at 100 million or more, why not 5 million or more? Why not $100,000 or more? That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to set the precedent that you can they can tax you on it even if you don't do anything. You didn't take any income from her 
retirement plan. You didn't sell anything. All they, but they want to tax you on that. In other words, as long as income is realized by someone at some time, someone has to pay tax on it. Well, now, now we're getting somewhere, Jeff. It's a slippery slope. Once that precedent oh. is start, you might say, well, I, I don't make $100 million. Why would I care? This is just only for the very extreme elite wealthy people. Okay, what if it goes down to, like you said, $5 million? One million. Now it's affecting a lot of people. Well, the billionaire tax is already at a hundred million, so <laughs> it's already misnamed. Or, you know, and, and Justin Alito was saying during these arguments, "What about the appreciation of holdings by securities of millions and millions of Americans holding mutual funds over a period of time without selling shares in their mutual funds?" That's what they're trying to get at. They're trying to say, right now. You know, you have to pay on some of the mutual funds on an annual basis, but they're saying, what happens if it appreciates? They didn't pay out capital gains. You still have to pay taxes on that. And he says, I think if Congress actually enacted a tax like that, as it never has, that would be likely to defend it. That they'd likely try and say, well, that's just an income tax. But the Biden administration thinks they can tax the appreciation of it. Um, and you know, I think that we have to just be aware of it. They're probably not going to make a decision on it for a while, but uh, just be aware that that's what they're trying to go after. One thing I like about the retirement clinic, and Jeff has been doing this since 2001, is whenever there's a change, uh, a lot of it you're not going to hear about. You're not going to see it in the news unless you've got somebody like Jeff or an advisor telling you about this. These changes impact your retirement plan, and they happen a lot, whether it's a tax law change, Jeff, or anything that affects your retirement Taxes play a big part of retirement planning. That's what you do in the show. You update us, and you've got a lot more coming up. But if you're just joining us on the program, the Retirement Clinic every Saturday, a way to get your question answered is to call them personally. Just reach out, one phone number for all locations, 262-522-4040. Jeff's website, thekowalway.com. And again, a shout-out to you and your staff, Jeff, because just recently, again, uh, the latest award, the Kowal Investment Group has been named to Forbes' top RAA firm, uh, fir firms excuse me, of this year, 2023. So shout-out to you and your staff. Yeah, RAA is Registered Investment Advisory Firms, and, yeah, we were named to that list. Pretty prestigious list, so we're pretty happy to be. And, again, we don't look for that. We don't necessarily seek it out. It's nice that we get the recognition we've always felt. Since we started the company in 1987, always felt that if we did what was in the best interest of our clients, always put our clients' interests first, you know, the, the fiduciary standard, We it wasn't called it that back, that back then, but always did uh, put our clients' interests first, that we would do okay, we would ultimately get recognition, and that's what's happening. Well, and so we're a little local company with national recognition, so that's pretty neat. Also, I should mention, Forbes did this, right? It's the first time that your firm has been named to this list. Also, the first time you're eligible as an RIA firm, only 250 firms in the country receive the recognition. So I wanted to give you a shout out, Jeff. Uh, well done. Thank you, Paul. That's pretty nice. Um, let, let's enough about me. Let's talk about you. <laughs> I, this is another article. And, and Paul, you're going to like, you like, uh, Oh, horror stories or uh, screw-ups or something. Mm, yep. I've got one with, with James Kahn that we're going to do in our wealth management segment. James Kahn, I don't know if you remember, he was uh, 
uh, played in The Godfather. He was uh, San, uh, uh, he was an elf. He was in a lot of good things. He's he's uh, he passed away uh, about a year or so ago. But the, one of the headlines is that the estate of uh, you know he played in The Godfather. The estate of James Conn gets whacked in a tax case. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that uh, in our wealth management segment. I wanted to address this one. This is uh, and again this we're doing a lot of things today that are involved with wealth management and preservation. There's a backlog of things that are going on in there, but we talked about the wealth tax. This one is a little bit different. Um, this was a Barron's article. We stay in two-star hotels. We're 70. We have 1.8 million, but my husband insists on living cheap. Do we have enough? So a million, 1.8 million. We're both 70, retired at age 62, uh, homes worth 550. We have a 2.2 interest rate on the home, uh, 1.8 million in various accounts. Uh, but wherever we go, we stay in two star hotels instead of five star hotels. I feel we can live a little bit nicer. He doesn't. Uh, I'm driving a seven year car, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do we have enough? Um, he was uh, the Baron's, uh, uh, financial analyst that responds to, but one of the things, uh, is that one of the reasons why you may have $1.8 million is because your husband may have shown some discipline. Both of you would have shown discipline to accumulate that type of money. It doesn't look like it was inherited wealth. So to accumulate that type of wealth, whether it's a million, two million, five million, ten million, a lot of times it's discipline putting money away on a consistent basis. Also, you don't know whether he's come you know, the article doesn't address Maybe he grew up in hard times, never wants to go back to that situation. Maybe he saw his parents in, in, uh, uh, having really rough times. He doesn't want to go back to that situation or, or see his family do that. So there may be reasons why he is um, uh, you know, not opening up the pocketbook as much. But you bring up an important point about having access to your money. Um, um, you shouldn't be... Uh, locked out of your retirement assets, out of your assets. But this is what we do every day for with our clients. We run the numbers. Instead of just eyeballing it, say, okay, we have 1.8 million. Should we spend more? Well, let's see if you can. You know, we take a look at it. You know, one of the things that, that you mentioned is that they have 2.2% mortgage. Well, the 30-year interest rate is currently hovering around 8%. So mortgages generally aren't considered bad debt, and when it's only 2.2%, that's great. I wouldn't be in any hurry to pay that off mm -hmm. either. And then uh, you know, determine your withdrawal rate. If in 1.8 million, you could draw about $72,000 a year at 4%. So you wouldn't be endangering the principal at all. If you have another 48,000 social security, it's about $120,000 a year gross income. And you got to run the numbers. And that's again, what we do on a regular basis. Um, we run the probability of success. It's called a Monte Carlo simulation. Cash flow projections. We include taxes. We can even include things like long-term carry events and other things. But instead of worrying about whether you should spend more or not, first of all, see if you have enough money to do it. Then you can, I think, you can make the case to say, "Hey, let's look at a three-star instead of a two-star hotel." But Paul, before we take a break again, I want to talk about uh, state. Taxes catching Americans by surprise. That's what we're going to talk about after the break. And then we're going to talk about James Kahn getting whacked. James Kahn, who played Sonny in The Godfather. Great character, great movie. 
but then he he's in the movie Elf. <laughs> well, he was great in there. He was awesome in Elf. I, it's one of it's become one of my favorite Christmas movies. They're on, you know, every night I go home and Dawn's like, what Christmas movie are we watching tonight? Jeff, did you ever see Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Renice Witherspoon? Or Reese yeah. Witherspoon? Yeah, I saw it once a long time ago. Pretty good. It's funny. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I like Vince Vaughn. But talk about versatility, right? Yeah, I'm in The Godfather and then I'm going to be an elf. Well, that's... That's James Kahn, and apparently Jeff has some very interesting news uh, regarding his, what, his estate or his, his yes. tax? Yeah. Yeah, basically a screw-up with his estate that's costing him a ton of money. God, that happens to more and more people that you, you know, it was Aretha Franklin. We heard about Prince. Uh, all these famous people you'd think would have attorneys Absolutely. all over them, right? Absolutely, and they do big, expensive Beverly Hills attorneys, and they still screw up. Yeah. So things to avoid, uh, mistakes to avoid, so you don't screw up like them. Jeff will talk about that. Then we've got the Wealth Management and Preservation segment coming up later in the show as well. Jeff Kowal, the founder of the Kowal Investment Group, is your host on today's Retirement Clinic. We'll be right back on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to the Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with the Boss Minute, business owner's savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. It's hard to believe 2024 is just two weeks away. If you haven't already started thinking about next year's goals for your small business, now is the time. Here are some resolutions you may want to consider for your business. One, set new goals for growth. Determine what segments you want to take to the next level and devise a plan to get there. Two, improve efficiency and productivity. As the saying goes, work smarter, not harder. Consider processes and workflows that could benefit from new technology or automation and revise project management practices. Three, ensure finances are in order. Whether your company experienced a downturn or an uptick in business in 2023, it's important to evaluate your 2023 finances and set goals accordingly for 2024. Four, keep employees happy. Employee retention is a valuable component of your business. When a talented team member leaves, it can be costly to replace them. Consider why your employees felt attracted to your business in the first place and focus on matching that value to ensure company culture and reality line up. Five, establish an advisory team of professionals. Going it alone only leaves room for error. Even if you plan to hold on to your business for many more years, it's still a good idea to enlist a team of professionals to assist with matters such as tax planning, insurance needs, excess cash flow, succession planning, and so on. If you need assistance planning for your business, give our office a call today at 262-522-4040 or visit thecowalway.com. Welcome back. The Retirement Clinic continues on WISN, Wisconsin's most listened to radio station. This is news this week, Jeff, and you're going to be hearing a lot about that because um, we're tooting our own horn. But the good news, Jeff, for you that you're on, your show is on Wisconsin's most listened to radio station. I probably had a lot to do with that, I'm sure. But congratulations, Paul. I think that's fantastic. You are the reason. You and... 
other talented talk show hosts. And it is not just Monday through Friday. It is weekend programming. I'm very proud of the weekend programming that we put together. A lot of local shows and, you know, other stations on weekends will mail it in or just air syndicated programming. And we have a lot of talent on the weekends. And we hope we help you with these shows like Jeff is going to talk about now in the retirement clinic. Jeff, by the way, the founder of the Cowal Investment Group, and you talk about helping the station with its programming. Since 2001, the Retirement Clinic has been on Saturdays. So it's great to have you. Blended Families and Blended Finances is the next topic. And then after this, we'll talk about James Kahn. Yeah, that's right. The Wealth Management segment, this one, you know, there are a lot of blended families out there and how yours and mine become ours is a subject. And managing the family finances is a leading call cause of divorce, according to Market Watch. Uh, if nuclear families can't get along when it comes to money, is it really a surprise that blended families often have more challenges? Uh, this is This is going to be so true, and there are going to be people that say, yep, yep, yep. The additional outside forces such as ex-spouses and the biases and heightened emotions brought into the relationship from prior failed relationships can make managing money in a blended family especially hard. I mean, it's not just the kids, it's not just the finances, it's not just the bills that come, but the emotion of a field of ex-spouses and things like that. So um, the National Survey of Remarried Couples found that there is an actual association of that. National Survey of Remarried Couples found that 73% of remarried couples do not have a specific plan for money management, even though 66% have concerns over unpaid bills, debts, or divorce settlements. Uh, There's a group called Modern Husbands. Couples don't talk about money and they don't know how, despite financial difficulties. Foundation of any successful financial plan is all open communication from the outset. It's crucial for all parties involved to discuss their financial expectations, goals, and concerns. You talk about working with an advisor like us, the Coal Investment Group. This is what we've been doing all the time. Where we come in and say three years from now, looking back to today, what would you like to accomplish? Sometimes it's a blank slate and they they haven't given thought to that question. What are you trying to achieve? How do you define success? So we've been through this enough times that we help clients with this. And again, we ask questions that maybe you don't even think about with regard to investments, long-term care, taxes, estate planning, all those issues that come up. And even for unblended families, it makes it difficult. But for blended families, you really have to reduce it to writing. And the more people generally uh, uh, converse about, talk about, um, and the more you discuss it, it, it muddies the water, but it also can create financial harmony if you ultimately, first of all, talk about it, and then secondly, reduce it to writing. That's the key part of it. Once you and, and we can uh, start that conversation, first of all. Secondly, there are great estate planning attorneys that we work with that specialize with blended families. And it's important that once you say, this is mine, this is yours, this is ours, and you would decide how you want to transfer that to kids, grandkids, other things. Um, then, you know, you have to reduce it to writing. We've got great team members, uh, trusted partners that we work with uh, that can help with that. 
It's more and more common. This is a no-brainer. I guess it's a... I'm the master at stating the obvious, Jeff, but that there are more blended families in America right now than ever before, right? Well, the divorce rate, I think it's dropping slightly, but still 50%. That's pretty high. Uh, So there are a lot of blended families. Some uh, remarry, uh, many remarry, and that's where you get the blended family. So, yeah, and again, communication is the first thing. Deciding, you know, talking it through deciding whose is whose and how you want to handle and then finally reducing it to writing because to think that somebody is going to take care of your wishes after you pass away without you reducing it to writing is nuts it's not going to happen um, you can tell people but then when there's some money involved they're going to say well he never said that he never put it in writing so well jeff as you as you were talking here, you know, we have Fox News on our, our studio monitor, our TV, big flat screen, and I'm looking at it, and as you're talking about this, there's a story about divorce couples that are forced to live together after the divorce due to, well, they they can't afford to live separately. Uh, that's got to be awkward, Jeff. Oh, awkward? <laughs> you think? Yeah. That's kind of an understatement, Paul. Yes, I would think that that would be a little bit awkward, but that's a new reality. That's a part of Bidenomics too, with all with increasing uh, inflation. And even though it's pulled back a little bit now, it's still up 15, 16, 18% from before, from when, uh, a pres- when President Biden first got in. So yeah, it's pulled back a little bit. There's another issue I want to touch on before we go to a break, Paul, and this is more men are taking care of aging parents and they feel unprepared. Again, all these issues are things with um, with uh, with wealth management and how do you help people, um, but this is something that that um, takes people by surprise. I think, uh, Brandon, this is a where did I get this from? Uh, Wall Street Journal. Brandon Will, 41, put his career on hold to become a full-time caregiver of his mom, takes her on slow walks, encourages her without getting frustrated. She has Parkinson's disease. Disease 72 has Parkinson's, can't walk unaided across the room. And uh, mom says it's very humbling, and I I understand that. She feels sad. Uh, you got to be careful with the caregivers, too, because it's not just a person who needs the care, the caregivers also, you have to be careful with their health. He says, more son, the article says, more sons are stepping into care for parents. An estimated 18.7 million men cared for adults, up from 16 million in 2015. So it's 18 million up, 18.7 million, up from 16 million. According to a report by AARP and the National Alliance for Caregiving, uh, while daughters outnumber sons as caregivers, the generate, gender gap is shrinking. About 47% of adults, usually 18 to 34, who carry for, care for someone else with dementia are men, 47%. Caregiving is difficult for everyone, but it can take a particular emotional and financial toll on sons because they tend to keep things themselves. They don't seek support. I, I understand all this and feel uncomfortable providing personal care. What do you think that means, Paul? <laughs> oh, well, I, well, personal care, hygiene, stuff where, yep. yes, a son might feel a little bit awkward 
uh, doing that with a mom, an aging mom, but yep. uh, but feels compelled to because of the love and the the caring nature of a son, uh, but still makes it difficult nonetheless, Jeff. Yeah, the last thing I want to address here is that three out of 10 caregiving men say they have tapped into their savings to pr- provide care. So sons or caregivers face a steep learning curve. Sometimes it affects their finances. You just got to be careful that you it doesn't affect your health. There are support groups. There are some places that you can go to to get help to learn how to be a better caregiver uh, and take care of yourself as well. And again, we deal with this all the time with our clients, with dementia, with health issues, cancer. And again, we always warn our caregivers that they're the ones that have to be careful as well. You're worried about the person who's ill, who needs the care, but it's often the caregiver that needs care as well. One thing we've done over the years, Jeff, is, you know, retirement planning can be fun. You watch your retirement account go up and up, and it's exciting waiting to retire, and I've got the money that I've been looking for. Those are good, positive things, but we do address on this show some things that are awkward or uncomfortable, but they're realities of life, and that's just what you talked about now, Jeff. That's where your advisors come into play, and in a very uh, tactful way, a way to address this with your parents, Jeff. Well, they know that we love them. They, our clients know that we love them and we care about them. We care about their success in retirement. We care about their family success. We, we're, we're around during the good times when kids are graduating from college, grandkids are coming over, things like that. We're around at that time. But we're also there when, you know, when dementia, cancer, other issues happen. Long-term care is needed. Estate planning is needed. Taxes are going up. You know, we're good there for the good times and the bad times. We love our clients from beginning to end. When we come back, James Kahn. James Kahn, best known probably, I guess, for The Godfather, playing Sonny Corleone, right? However, he played Elf's dad in the movie Elf, which is probably on every night right now. He was in so many movies. Remember Misery, Jeff? No. Oh, yeah. I've seen a number of things, but I don't remember that one. Yeah, and he passed away, of course. Well... Uh, some bad things happen, as they yeah, do yeah. with many wealthy people, their estate, their retirement plan, the family. Jeff's going to talk about that and bring you up to speed. Very interesting stuff. I, I love James Kahn as an actor. Just fantastic. Jeff, that is going to be in the Wealth Management Preservation segment, which is up next. If you have any questions on retirement and your retirement plan, and this, I mean any questions that we talk about on the show or you know, other questions that you just have. Social Security, we talk about 401k plans, estate planning, Roth, insurance, stretch IRAs, your retirement plan. Call 262-522-4040 or thekowalway.com. We'll be right back. The Retirement Clinic, we continue with Jeff Kowal, founder of the Kowal Investment Group. In this segment, we call the Wealth Management and Preservation segment. And all along, we've been teasing this segment, James Kahn, the actor who passed away, Jeff. I'm not sure of his age. I can look it up here. Uh, born in 1940, and he passed away in 22. All right, that's easy math, right? That's 82 years old. 82, yep. Yep, but this is a... This wealth management and preservation segment, the show is for everybody. This particular segment, actually this day was for those with a million dollars or more. And sometimes you think, well, I don't have a million dollars. Well, if you have half a million dollars in your 401k, if you have to have a half million in other investments, you're already at a million dollars. 
if you have an inheritance, a legal settlement, a divorce settlement, anything else, you could be a $2 million, $5 million, $10 million or more, or if you just did a great job of savings and investing, you could be at those amounts. That's what this segment is for. And we've been talking about James Kahn. This is Ed Slot. The jokes began as soon as the court decision came out. The Godfather made the IRS an offer it could refuse. Sonny Corleone shot down again. The state of James Kahn whacked in the tax case. Yeah, yes, it's doubtful that the decision released in October 18th of 2023, so just fresh was very funny to the ears of the late actor James Kahn, most famous for his role as Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. The tax court agreed with the IRS that because of violations of an IRS rollover rules by Kahn before his death, the estate owed close to a million dollars in taxes and penalties. The judge found that the, they screwed up the rollover. They basically violated the same property rule, a mistake that cannot be fixed and also the 60-day rollover rule. And this is why you know, Ed Slot makes a great comment. He says, amazingly, Khan's high-priced Beverly Hills-based financial advisor was apparently unaware of these rules. <laughs> <laughs> the judge also concluded that the IRS acted properly when it denied Khan's request to extend. Here, the facts of the case are that he had two traditional IRAs, invested a portion of each in a hedge fund. The custodian of the IRAs and, and it was just going back and forth. He was trying to move those. Um, uh, it, it was actually UBS, IRS rules. They require custodians to provide year-end valuations of alternative IRA assets, such as hedge funds. So in, in order to be able to pay, take, to pay, a required, pay out a required minimum distribution, you have to know what the value is so that you can value it at the end of the year. Well, they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They didn't do it. And then they rolled over. He moved the assets over to Merrill Lynch. And then uh, the other, the assets were still held elsewhere. So this hedge fund was held somewhere else. They rolled it over, pulled it out, and tried to replace it with cash. That's a violation of the same property rule. If you pull out an investment, you have to put the same investment back in. You can't pull an investment out and replace it with cash. Mm. You can't do it. They tried to do it. So they completed the rollover and the distribution would be taxable to him. He ended up, the value of the hedge fund distribution, they considered it a distribution from his IRA, was a million nine hundred ten thousand. So oddly enough, they did get a fair market value of it. The IRS was able to come up with that and he ended up paying over a million dollars in taxes on that, in taxes and penalties because he, he violated the rules. So just let me let me just summarize this quickly, Paul. So his owes a big tax bill due to a rollover error. Due to violations of IRA rollover rules by Khan before his death, his estate owed close to a million dollars in taxes and penalties. That's the first thing. The IRS wants to know the fair market value of every IRA, regardless of where the ad is invested and how difficult it may be to value. That's why a lot of companies, a lot of trust companies, won't hold real estate. You know, because they have to come up with a value for it every year. Um, and uh, especially if you have to take a required, required minimum distribution, how do you sell off a bathroom to come up with the required minimum distribution? Because you don't have to sell, you have to sell a portion of it. I mean, that's, so the 
that's a, that's the pitfalls of some of the holding non-traditional, non-publicly traded assets in an IRA. Um, and so his biggest violation was the same property rule. The property received in the distribution must be exact same property that is rolled over. And uh, so the, the courts decided that he uh, violated that, had to pay a million dollars in taxes, and that's a, he died in 2022. Um, and the tax court held that his estate owed the taxes on the distribution um, and it did not address they did he they petitioned it and they said nope you can't undo it you can't put it back in you can't correct it too bad countless stories of mistakes that are made by people with so much money I guess it doesn't matter how wealthy you are mistakes can be very costly and that's that's a great point Paul that's why it's important to keep up on these rules and you can't be an expert in everything. This is why we focus on retirement planning because these are the issues that we deal with all the time. We know the issues that surround the estate planning part of it. The not, you know, Everybody could screw up, I guess. Um, so you want to say that we're perfect? We're not, nobody's perfect. Um, but you know, we address these issues. We see these issues all the time. So we may have see these things more times than others do with regard to investments, insurance, long-term care, taxes, estate planning, all those issues, Paul. Jeff, uh, forget The Godfather. We said he's an elf, a great movie. I'm just going to, th- <laughs> right before the commercial break, I got to ask you, off the top of your head, what's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Well, I think Elf, and Aaron knows this, that my son, that Elf is my favorite movie of all time. So it's got to be Elf. Really? Elf is your favorite movie of all time, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. I guess, uh, yeah, he, I just thought it was extremely well done. I love Zoe in there. That was just uh, yeah, James Conn is great in it. Just a really a cute movie. I I agree. Uh, she has a fantastic voice too. I, I think she. Oh does. yeah. So, what's your favorite? Ah, you put me on the spot right now. And <laughs> boy, I'm going to sound old. And this just goes back to being a child. I think uh, I'm going to put two that are tied: White Christmas. Bing Crosby, obviously, and um, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, those are old school, all right. They're old school. It's somewhat black and white and just yep. the feel. And maybe it's the memories, the tradition. You remember them as a kid. And then there's all the animated ones, too, that I watched as a child that are still around. But, yeah, so many are on right now. And tis the season. So, hey, Jeff, that was a great wealth management and preservation segment. We got to take a break. We're going to come back. And stay tuned because Jeff's got some more comments on the retirement clinic. The Cowell Investment Group. All the locations, all the information is on Jeff's awesome website, plus social media, you know, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. You can link to all of those at thecowalway.com, thecowalway.com, or any questions, 262-522-4040. We'll be right back. Founder of the Cowal Investment Group. Man, we covered a lot of ground today, Jeff. Uh, Any final comments? Sure. We're at the end of the year. If there's anything you have a question about, give our office a call. But also, if you want a second opinion on your investments, if you're unhappy with your current advisor, if you just want to get a, a relook at your retirement and investment planning, thecoalway.com, the Coal Investment Group. We work with people who are close to already in retirement, $750,000 or more in retirement assets. Give our office a call. We've got a great team of advisors, fiduciary advisors. Always put our clients' interests first in every action and every transaction we do. 
And don't forget the locations with the, the newest being downtown Delafield, of course, world headquarters in Waukesha, Port Washington, an office up in Ozaukee County, Phoenix, Arizona, in Racine, right off the freeway at uh, the Highway 20 exit. Also down in Phoenix. So, yeah, give her office call 262-522-4040. Uh, if you're planning on retiring in 2024, don't wait till then to start planning. Start planning now and set up a time to meet with us now. Always a pleasure working with you, Jeff. And all of our listeners now, they're going to go out and watch the movie Elf because of all the attention we gave it. It's worth it. It's a very good movie. Jeff, have a good weekend. Thanks, you too, Paul. And to our listeners, we're on every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock. It's the Retirement Clinic on WISN's most, we are the most listened to radio station in Wisconsin on WISN. We'll see you next week. We continue with the news in your weekend Fox 6 forecast. That's up next on WISN Milwaukee.